This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, how can you have any Monique if you don't finish your broccoli? Nail gun nipples. Just a slutty cat. Live-action versions of movies. Push it through your popcorn hole. Jim Morrison's gun sales and repair. Charles Emerson Cheese. When are we going to Chucky Jesus? Made with the same quote-unquote meat. Bonsai trees with big-ass leaves. Big bowl of hot good faith. Japanese fish concern. I have a body that loves cake. Multiple wives and no caffeine. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Anyone who threatens my grove is my enemy. So if you want to get a little urine cherry... This is the morning stream. Hail Hydra. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, September 17th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. Brian Ibbett is here also. Hello, Brian. I am here also. Yes. Yes, also here. Yes. Be Brian. There be Brian Ibbett and then there heels. Yar. Yar. Yeah, I was going to say, ah, nice day off. But I really, I really basically did 90 minutes of streaming yesterday. I basically oh, yeah. logged back. I logged back into Animal Crossing after not playing it for almost a month, as yep. each of my residents reminded me. <laughs> oh, hi, Brian. Boy, it feels like it's been one month since we've spoken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they don't like it when you leave. They want you to They really don't. But at there. least they didn't, uh, they didn't like move out or anything, although uh, part of the stream was watching me. Const- I had a, a camper in my campsite. And it turned out to be like a hooker cat. Ooh, it's like a geez. cat with a lot of like hooker makeup on. Okay. All right. Named Monique. Okay. <laughs> and as soon as I saw her, I'm like, oh my God, I need, I need a hooker cat on my island. Wow. And so uh, you go through the whole thing of like, you keep talking to them until you try to wear them down into moving to your island. It's like, I don't know. No, there's, I need to do things on my island. Then half of the conversation or, or really three fourths of the conversation is I like camping. Camping is fun. Camping is really nice. You get yeah. to see new places. Camping is good. I eat marshmallows, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And, um, uh, and finally, like I get her to say, okay, well I'll move here. But you're full. I'll talk to resident services and see what I can do. Uh, maybe somebody else wants to move. I'm going to ask so-and-so if they want to move. Yeah. And if that's not somebody you want you're, you're comfortable with losing, yeah. then you have to shut down the game, get back in, and repeat the process. <laughs> and so, so probably a good half hour of what they watched me do was go through the process over and over asking Monique to uh, come live with me. Who'd you and, get rid uh, of? But, Who'd you decide on? I got rid of Broccolo, which uh, is great because Broccolo and I have already become uh, uh, best chums. Broccolo gave me his photo, which is basically the you've completed Broccolo. Mm, yeah, you finished Broccolo finally. Finish your Broccolo. I finished you. my Broccolo and yeah. I'm ready for dessert. Yeah. Uh, how can you have any Monique if you don't eat your Broccolo? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. It's a fine question. Anyway, so I uh, so finally Broccolo, I got Broccolo out, and uh, and Mo- Monique is moving in. Very now nice. I feel like I'm one step closer to having Gilligan's Island because now I have a ginger. I mean, she is a total ginger with like the 
the makeup mole on her face and the eyeshadow. And do you think they were like, this is like a nod to the actual Gilligan's Island ginger? Do you think they were doing I that? No, I don't think so. I think it's just like a slutty cat. <laughs> I think it's just a slutty cat. <laughs> because I'm convinced that that the the otter that's out in the water when you're out there that yeah. talks to you once yeah. in a while, and if you stand him next to dude with the photography studio island you have to go to once in a while i forgot his name mm -hmm. they right. they are cheech and chong standing right next to oh them. look at that right with the beanie hats and yeah. the uh they look like matthew mcconaughey but there is a very cheech and chong vibe to those yeah. two yeah so i would just wonder if there's people in nintendo of japan are just sitting around going we should insert mm. a funny thing <laughs> when they put it in <laughs> what do, what do americans like yeah. cheech and chong yeah they like cheech and chong i'm actually <laughs> I like that our, our Japanese employees at Nintendo are Sato from the Karate Kid 2. Yeah. Or that you are without honor, Miyagi. <laughs> or the dude from uh the dude from the who gets the secret ingredient from uh the, mm. the chef's king chef from Iron Chef, Iron yes, the chef. uh the, the chairman, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. That's the only that's the only Japanese affectation I can do without getting myself in big trouble. So there you go. Uh, anyway, hey, welcome back, everybody. Sorry about yesterday, although we warned you. Uh, we told you it wouldn't be here, but uh, there was <laughs> no show. Uh, the multiple thing, warnings. The thing I did do, I think you're going to all like, but I can't tell you about it until I'm things I'm, that I'm, tell, I'm told I can tell you. Brian knows what it is, and it really isn't that is. big of a deal, but for some reason, it's NDA. No, so. it's really like, you know, boy, you <laughs> people are going to be really disappointed when he finally tells you. It's yeah. going to be like, oh, is that really? Yeah, it's not like I got an interview with the freaking Prince of Egypt or something cool. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, they don't even have those anymore, do they? There's no Prince of Egypt anymore, right? I don't know if there is. I know there's a Prince of Persia. Okay. <laughs> there is. And if you're not careful, you'll fall on spikes. So be That's careful. Right. They're, they're remaking that, by the way. There's a new Prince of Persia remake coming uh an hd right like a up i think so yeah remaster mm -hmm. yeah same game but remastered that original game not the not the original original but the uh the ubisoft what 2005 or 6 game uh, yes amazing uh -huh. sense of time yeah it was an incredible game mm -hmm. so and that team <clears throat> a lot of people don't know this but that team they're the ones that went on to build and start and uh make the assassin's creed series so big is pedigree that there. um was that based on the movie, or was the movie based on that game? I mean, I know Prince of Persia, the, the movie, is based on the Prince of Persia franchise, but did the Sands of Time Ubisoft game come out before the The movie? The oh, movie? Yeah. yeah, way before. Okay. Because I want to okay. say that Sands of Time movie was like, what, 2013 or 12 or 11 or somewhere in there? Uh, 2010 of, looks like the 10? movie. And when was the game? It's like 05. Definitely or earlier than that, or, yeah. It was a GameCube game, so it may have been. Was it platform? I don't think I ever played it. Um, it was great. It was. I loved the original platformer. Loved it. Yeah, this thing was like 3D. You know, it it had entered in what what then would be called next generation sort of ideas and stuff. Um, probably holds up. It's probably still mm -hmm. gameplay wise pretty good. So I would actually be interested in this in this remaster if they can actually really truly remaster it because it mm -hmm. you know visually it's not it's not holding up. It doesn't look great. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, it's cool. And yes, that cool. uh, movie was with the Brokeback Mountain dude, and I cannot believe that was 10 years ago. How did that wow. movie come out 10 freaking years ago? That's insane to me. And we haven't watched it for film sack. What is wrong with us? Yeah, what's going on there, I would ask. <laughs> Check this out. Uh, I found the 43 best to worst video game movies according to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow, there have been 43? Yeah, 
Would you like? That's, okay, that's a All lot, right. right? It's a lot. So that is a lot. I'd like you to try to guess what you think the top few are or might be, and what the bottom few might be. And we've seen. I'll, okay. I'll say this. I'll preface this by saying we have seen a number of these for film sack, so that may help. Okay. All right. I'm gonna say like, and let's let's uh, shoot for the top five here. Okay. I'm gonna say. Was Tomb Raider good enough to be? Boy, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting something that was really, really good. Um, well, you're close. Uh, I'll go ahead and give right. this one to you. At number four, okay. the 2018 Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider reboot is number four. Oh, right, right, with uh, Vikander, Alicia Vikander, yeah. right? Yeah. Vic- yes, Vikander. I never saw that, but I do want to see that. Okay. Yeah, and the pro- the two uh, Angelina Jolie ones are probably in the, the mid-10, you know, the teens. What's probably. funny is, I'm not sure. Oh, they are on this. They're up in 16 and... Uh, 21. <laughs> okay. So oh, pretty close to the teens. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, Super Mario has got to be near the bottom. The yeah. Bob Hoskins. Pretty near the bottom. I will put that yep. at number. Hold on. Where is it? What, you said there were 46 total? Um, I'm going to say that's in the 40s. Super <laughs> Mario. Where is Super Mario? There it is. Number 18. Okay. They, so people like that more than one of those Tomb Raiders. Ah, no kidding! Right, yeah. that's that's surprising. I thought that would be high forties or mid forties. Yeah. Um, the Warcraft movie, uh, probably not in the top oh, ten. Great, great but, question. But um, wasn't bad. The David Bowie's son uh, Warcraft movie. Yeah, Duncan Duncan Jones. Duncan Warcraft Jones. number fifteen. Number fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not beloved God, what by am anyone. I, what am I forgetting? That is. Um, it's the good ones good, that are hard, right? Like remember, they are the hard. Ones. Like what's a good. Assassin's Creed wasn't that good. Nope, that's way near the bottom. It's Fast number, Bender. yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed at number. Why is this taking so problem. long? Oh gosh, this is taking forever. Oh, is it one of those sites where it's like load more? No, it's a whole page, but it's just a lot of games. Mm. Oh, here it is. No. Assassin's Creed 2016 at number 27, 18 percent rating on that thing. Pretty bad. All right, what am I forgetting? Um, oh. I guess like animated stuff or Sonic the Hedgehog could be in there, it and that is. was that actually critics did kind of like the Sonic movie. Yeah, that's that's rated fresh at sixty three. Uh, that's at number three, third number best. three. Okay, yeah. all right. The two oh, ahead of it. About, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The, I'll say this. Yeah, the top Doom, Resident the, Evil. Okay. The top three are in are aimed at kids. I would argue. Okay. More than adults. So like Sonic, obviously at, at three, but number two and number yeah. one definitely aimed at kids. Um, all right, uh, boy, I'm seeing a lot of like, yeah, Street Fighter, no, uh, Rampage, no, Resident Evil, yeah, there been Rampage been, number been, like, five, by the way. Rampage, oh, did Rampage okay. is number five, yeah. really? It's okay. actually currently tied with uh, Tomb Raider at 51%, so I don't know why it's five and it's four, but oh, Detective Pikachu, yeah, I forgot about that being a movie based on a video game. Yep, number two, Didn't think about that, number, number two, two. that yeah. was pretty good, yeah, um, 68% fresh, pretty good. Oh, Angry Birds! Yeah, I'm completely forgetting some of these these animated deals. Yeah, um, well, Angry you, Birds probably lower though. Angry Birds number one lower. What? But, num- but number two, the, f- wow, the really? second film, the sequel, at number yeah. one. At really? Yeah. Okay. Seventy-three percent. That's a respectable uh, percentage. That's a very respectable uh, percent. Wow. Okay. So there's our that's our top five: uh, Angry Birds, Detective Pikachu, Rampage, and Tomb Raider. Rampage and Tomb Raider. And Sonic. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, let me uh, I'll just toss some of these other Mortal Kombat at number six, 
Final Fantasy. Really? Yep. Okay. Final There's Fantasy. There's a big gap it feels like between <laughs> uh, the top five and the rest of the list. <laughs> yeah. The number seven Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. That was a weird oh, movie. Oh, I never saw that. That was the uh, full computer rendered. Yeah. Uh, it looked Valley cool, business. but man, what a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time at number nine. Resident Evil, The Final Chapter at number 10. So that's the highest rated of the Resident Evil films. The final chapter. Yep. 2017's. Little uh, Jovovich is yep. still in those? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, still Paul W.S. Anderson making those movies. Uh, let's see. Resident Evil, the first one at number 11. De- uh, DOA, Dead or Alive. I forgot they made that. 2007. Oh, yeah. Is it number right. 12? Silent Hill at 13. Uh, Resident Evil Retribution at 14. Warcraft 15, we mentioned that. There's Lara Croft. Resident Evil Extinction at 17. Super Mario Brothers at 18. Uh, Need for Speed. Remember that? They made a Need for Speed with Aaron Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Paul and Imogen Poots was in that. Uh, Oh, really? Okay, jeez. 19. Uh, Let's see. Resident Evil Afterlife at 20. Lara Croft at 21. Uh, let's see, Ratchet and Clank with the animated thing at 22. That did not do well. Let's see, Pokemon 3, the movie, which is a fully animated thing at 23. Mm. Uh, is that the one that where uh, Pikachu finally talks and I he says, I love you or something? So. Yeah, it's I the one where... When the audience went crazy. I remember hearing, we played audio from that, from the audience like, what, Pokemon, yeah. Pikachu talk? That might be the one. I'm not sure, though. That was a while ago now. That was 19 years ago. Weird. Um, oh, wow. Doom. Okay. 2005's Doom. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's at number 25. Another couple notables here. Max Payne at uh, number 29, 16%. Uh, the Hitman movie at 31. What a what a terrible use of Timothy Oliphant. They oh, screwed that up. Oh, right. Wow. Screwed that up. Uh, Silent Hill's on here at, at uh, 33. Yeah, or Revel, sorry, Silent Hill Revelation, the sequel. Oh, Silent Hill. Right. I forgot they made movies of Silent Hill. They did. Wing Commander at 34. We saw that on film, Zach. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Street Fighter currently sitting at 10% on Rotten Tomatoes at number 35. Uh, let's see. Agent 47, the next Hitman game, which was only like 2015. Yeah. That came out. Uh, or See, that's at 36. Postal at 37. Street Fighter, the legend of Chun-Li at 38. <laughs> okay. Blood Rain at 39. Blood Rain, yeah. Oh, yeah. That came and went like a fart in the wind. Yep. In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege tale with Uwe Boll oh. directing and Jason Statham starring. Oh, my God. That was just like a few years ago, like uh, 2010s, 2006. Right? 2006. Wow. Okay. Older. I know that's the thing that I learned from this list when I was going through it the other day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked at how far off all of this stuff is. Like, Right. House of the Dead, I would have said, oh, they made that like three years ago. Nope. 2003. That's oh, wow. at number 41. Number 42, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, right where it belongs. 2%, by the way, on the rate, on the tomato rating. And finally, number one, worst mm-hmm. video game adaptation of all time, mm-hmm. the Christian Slater, Slater, Tara Reed, Stephen Dorff classic, Alone in the Dark from 2005. <laughs> wow. All right. So let's say they were going to make, and let's limit this to live action because it'd be really easy to take cinematics from your favorite yeah. games and turn them into a movie sure. let's say they were making a live action version of a movie yeah. or a live action version of a video game <laughs> <laughs> all right they have those already the live action versions of movies yeah uh what what game that doesn't already have a live action adaptation 
uh, would you like to have see? One? Oh man. And it, can it be, because there's some stuff in the works. There's a doom series coming. We won't count that. Um, okay. or not doom. Um, halo. I meant to say, Oh um, really? Okay. That's cool. Uh, Oh, you know what? Um, Titanfall, a Titanfall movie. Oh, that's a really good choice. I'd huh. be into that. They'd have to really lean into what makes that game great, though, and that is that relationship with the pilot and the robot. They could do it. Yeah. That would be great. Oh, yeah, Fallout is getting a TV series on Prime, I think. So that's Oh, really? That's a great one. Jeez. Yeah, yeah Fallout Red would Dead be Redemption. good. Some of these already feel like they're already movies that, that like have been turned into video games. Well, in a lot of cases, like like Red Dead Redemption, it's just a sprawling Western it's, that's a video right, game. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and uh, Just Cause is basically every action movie from the 80s yeah. turned into a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anything Warhammer 40K, you're not kidding. Uh, huh. Get Paul Xander. I am all in on your idea there, because Warhammer 40K is one of my favorite universes, and there's something getting worked on with that, too. Like, a lot of this stuff, I'm going to make this argument. Oh, yeah. I think we I'm are charted. getting to the point, like we did with the MCU, like we did with Marvel, mm-hmm. where, I mean, 15 years ago, Brian, if you'd explained to me that somehow Guardians of the Galaxy and the Infinity Gauntlet and freaking Thanos mm-hmm. and all that stuff mm-hmm. was going to work in movies and be the biggest things ever... I would have right. laughed in your face. I would have said, no, <laughs> right. are you kidding me? Stick to Batman where we know what to do. You know, like it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a thing I would have ever thought would happen. And they sure. finally figured it out because people who grew up on that stuff and were called nerds for liking it are now of age and are making that content and they're doing it right with the right people. So it proved it can be done. Mm-hmm. Well, what is this upcoming generation's version of comic books that started in, you know, a long time ago and now get the respect they deserve? Video games. So I think we're about to turn a corner and finally get people at studios from executives on down who make good decisions that say things like make the game the way you are. Make this movie the way the game was meant to be made. Like make a hard R Mortal Mortal Kombat. Make a a proper Warcraft movie or series that is actually all about what we love about those games and not all the stuff we think pleases audiences. Like really go hard on it. And someone's going to find a way to do it, and those will be the next giant thing, MCU style. I'm telling you. I think so. I think so. We're going to yeah. turn a corner, baby, and it might all happen in TV or something, and you know, streaming services and not single movies. I don't know. but yeah. there's, there's In the meantime, way. people, I uh, get me my Tempest movie. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. It's going to be very Tron-like. Right? It's going to be, you know... People, uh, people in in things who ride the grids. Oh, you're gonna go riding the grids, yeah? But there's monsters coming from the other side of the grids. I'm gonna get in my yellow uh, wiggly leg ship and yep. go down the grids. Yep. Halfway through the movie, those red swappy things will show up, and you're like, Oh no, those are hard. Oh no, they flippers. Ah. Oh, Sinistar. Sinistar needs a movie. Yeah. You can I even, hunger. I hunger. He would say from the arcade, twenty feet away from me, and ask me to put quarters in it. Sinistar. Oh, I love Sinistar. Run. Run. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're not running either. You're flying. So why does he tell you to run? No, it's a good point. All right. Uh, I got a quick Vegas email I thought I would read. Oh, a Vegas email. All right, cool. This is from Calarigan. How would you say that? Calarigan. Calarigan. Calarigan? Okay. Calarigan. Uh, (laughs) Calarigan. That could be it. Tuesday's yeah, show actually. is the subject line. So last Tuesday's 915 show says, Greetings. During my commute to work, I was listening to your show from Tuesday and noted that you brought up Las Vegas and the nun pasties. <laughs> uh, and then it says, And later, you mentioned how great it would be to be a teacher because of the kids. 
I think I was talking about that. Anyway, I mentioned before that I'm a kindergarten teacher and I was doing distance learning until January or until Las Vegas says, hey, in-person school is okay now. The first week of school sucked. But what made my day so much better was listening to some of my students record their responses to my question of the day every morning. We normally do a question of the day as an icebreaker in the morning, and I felt like uh, we could do that virtually too. So the parents help their students record a video introducing themselves and answering the question. One of my questions of the day was, quote, what are some things that you did this summer? Unquote. Well, one of my kiddos had me cracking up when she said that she, or sorry, when she said that they didn't do anything this summer and stayed home because of all the germs in the stores and the school. And from there, she goes on talking about how much she absolutely loves cake. I definitely made my day to listen to these kids. Happy Wednesday, and I hope you're recording sesh for your promo. Or right, and I hope your recording sesh for your promo is great today. Porno, porno. Porno? Oh, I can, why am I reading pro, promo? <laughs> I like hardcore promo. Hardcore promo. Uh, anyway, that's from Cal Oregon. That's so cool. That's kids pretty great. great. Yeah. yeah. And, and, wonder, and hey, hmm. whoever you are out there, kid, I love cake too. Oh, cake is great, isn't it? And it's, I have evidence that I love cake. <laughs> I have a body that loves cake. <laughs> All right, we also got a product count from uh, listener oh, awesome. Dictator uh, and the Tots. It's Dictator from the Tots, the band. He uh, says, oh yeah, actually is from Dictator. I do know that band. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think we do. We played yeah, him before. We played him on the show. Says this. Uh, hey, hope it's not too early to test the ship's phasers. Oh, I guess I better do it. Is it too early to test the ship's phasers? Hold on, why can't I? Let's test the ship's phasers. I don't know where the other thing went. I can't find it. Anyway, I'll just have Brian say this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's good. (laughs) Now that the dust has settled and we know more about some of Apple's new products coming soon, I thought I'd update you on the official count. Which official count, you ask? Why the how many times did uh, Tim Cook say products during the event uh, is what he means. So here we go. Seven in total. I also counted around seven. Uh, when I watched it. <laughs> I noticed you did the live stream. I was having more fun watching the chat. Listen watching the uh watching the the Apple thing and just watching your chat because it was obvious what questions you were asking or what things mm-hmm. they were correcting you on or mm-hmm. explaining or Yeah, it's great to, to do that. When next time this happens, we should just I don't know why I didn't think of it. We should just have you stick around and just, just stay on. It. Yeah. Yeah, we should have just done that. So seven in total, although the first was a singular product before any of the timestamps. Love the show though. Your friend Dictator in the Tots. And he gave his timestamps. One minute 16 in. Singular product. And then all the other times. Minute 43. We've got a lot of great products we're going to be introducing today. <laughs> says, P.S. Up first is Marion Shimbalist from our wearables unit. Let's fly the Apple drone across the other side of the... Yeah, and play scary to go look at her. Play some scary, intense jazz music while we do it. I'm like, ah, what are you doing? Stop, calm down. That place is empty. You're freaking me out. Anyway, it says, P.S. I chatted with an Apple support person this morning named Patrick who helped me with my AirPods Pro, a wonderful product. He informed me that I would be counting and informing y'all. Oh, wait, and informed him I would be counting and informing you all. So shout out to Patrick. I'm sure Patrick's not right. listening, but if he is, thank you for your support, Patrick. We uh, go the go the extra mile, uh, dictator, and um, actually record like make a little seven second mashup of product, 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 products. You know, yes. like have it. In- 
Oh, who's get? Who's gonna do this now? Come on now. <laughs> we've got the numbers. If anybody needs the numbers, we've got the numbers. The timestamps. If yeah. you're going to mark the timestamps. Yeah, and there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So if there's seven total, oh, we said seven up top. Seven total, so it's not like it'd take you a bunch of time, but if you really wanted to be cool, you could go back and do like the last few conferences and just catch them all. Oh, jeez. And make oh, a big Tanner says, send it to me and I'll do it. Dude, oh, I'm sending Tanner. you the list right now. Tanner Goodman. He is a good man. That he Tanner puts Goodman. the good man in Tanner Goodman. There we go. I'm getting him in the list right now. Very cool. Uh, all right. That's it for stupid stuff in the morning. Now, <laughs> let's do this. Whoops. Let's do this. It's time for the news brought to you by... Oh, we don't have anything. Brought, want to make we don't have up? anything, yeah. uh, which is a bummer because I was going to say something and I don't know what I'm going to say now. But uh, <laughs> go check out uh, the most recent episode and tonight's episode of Almost Daily Discourse. I was a special guest on for two episodes talking about retiring a podcast. Like, how do you, how do you decide... You know what? I'm I'm uh, this cover shit has run its course. I'm done. And how do you do it? How do you get out of it? Yeah. Um, all, as well as how do you go back to movie theaters was the other topic. We did two 30 minute episodes. One was movie theaters. The other one was retiring podcasts. You've already figured out the movie theater part. You know how to go back. I did. I figured it out. It's all. It's figured. It's uh. It's decided. You wear a mask. You go in there. You make sure they got uh, all the rules in place and that they're following them and that not too many teenagers are being dumb. And then. Uh, you hold still and you don't touch anything and you watch your movie and then you and then you leave. And you GTFO. Yeah, you get the F out of there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you make a special mask that has a little slot for popcorn. You just push it through the little mask. Oh, boop, a little boop, hole. Boop. I like it. I finally got one of those masks that has the little flip ups that'll make it so your glasses don't get foggy. So I finally got oh. that. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, all, uh, what we've been doing is just taking a paper clip. Or not a paper clip, but a piece of uh, like aluminum wire mm -hmm. that I had for armatures for clay and stuff like that. But um, you just wrap that in the top of the mask, and then it bends right around your nose, and you don't get your glasses fogged. Oh, up. that's cool. That's that's the MacGyver. But if you have a mask that already has that, that's even better. Well, this one's got. Well, now I don't know what it has because this one has the metal in it, so it already has the metal pinch. You know, where you can mm -hmm. bend it down. Mm -hmm. But then it also has these two flaps that are that say in the instructions, these are for wearing glasses and will stop the fogging. And you're supposed to pull those flaps up. I don't know. It's weird. Now that you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, the metal thing should be all I need, right? I would think so. Yeah. I wonder what the flaps do. Unless the flaps know. go in so that it even acts as one more blockage for warm air coming out. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. interesting. It'll be good, though, because... My, when I have to wear them, I rarely wear glasses anymore, but when I do, and when I do, it's usually when I'm out and about, and they definitely fog up. So I'll give them a try today, and I'll let you guys know how it goes. I'll take them outside. Cool. Do it. All right. Do it. First story, uh, a North Port man. <laughs> North Port man. What's this? Did we, not, did we not do this, or did we skip this one? I we guess skipped we it skip this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we marked North, it. North Portman. It's uh, Natalie Portman's dad, Excelsior. <laughs> That's his power. He produced <laughs> Natalie Portman. Producer of Natalie Portman. That's a big deal, you know. She's a she's a star, Brian. A star. She's a star. Uh, a North star, Portman man <laughs> buys a antique rifle from 1861. That's how old it is. Wow. And then got it home and found it. It's still loaded. Ooh. Uh, according to a, a news partner in North Port, uh, Port Sun. John Pisano. John Pisano. <laughs> uh, 
Um, re, uh, sorry, purchased a Springfield 1861 model that was manufactured in Connecticut, or as my dad used to say, Connecticut, in uh, 1963 in the Colt Manufacturing Company. So that was a Colt rifle. Uh, the gun belonged to a soldier in the state of New Jersey when uh, Paisano. Maybe it's Paisano. Hey, Paisanos! It, it's, you know, there's no, I think Paisano is usually spelled with an A-I, P-A-I-S-A-N-O. But, but you know, it could be Paisano. I don't know. Pisano. Pisano. Okay. I'm picturing uh, the wrestler Lou Albano saying it now. Anyway, when Paisano received his gun, he found out that the gun was ready to fire. It could have gone off and killed somebody, and I guess that person would have been the victim of the Civil War had it happened. <laughs> <laughs> the latest, the most recent victim of the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm sure the police would see it that way. I'm sure they, if you yes, aimed at a right. guy, shot him, and then said, is the Civil War what done it? <laughs> I'm sure they would have just said, oh, go about your business. Everything's fine. You're totally. right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why he has this accent. I apologize, everybody. Civil War. Paisano took the weapon to a local gunsmith who helped him safely remove the charge without firing it. Jim Morrison, owner of JM Gun Repair. And a writer on the storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it didn't even hit me that it had the same name. That's hilarious. Writer on the storm. <laughs> Do you have any more of these in the back? Hold on. Let me break on through to the other side. <laughs> Ah, uh, doors. Ask your parents, I guess. Yeah, exactly, yes. Um, anyway, let's see. It was loaded in the 1860s due to its condition. It was just unbelievable. It just had some, or it was just awesome to bring back this soldier who loaded this where rifle. Does the, where does the bullet come out on this thing? This is the end. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end, my friend. The only end. <laughs> okay, them? please continue. Sorry, I just I'm, want I'm the done. ghost of Jim Morrison to sell guns and repair them. So that would be great, right? Yeah, everything you've said is is right and good. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese in the news. Are you, oh, fam are you familiar with him? <laughs> I, I have. You know, he needs to come back out and uh, and kind of uh, clear the stink that uh, Five Nights at Freddy's left on uh, on the whole animatronic animal pizza industry. I agree. I agree. There was uh, Sony showed a new Friday Night at Freddy's. A new Friday Nights at Freddy's. Yes. What, Friday Nights at Freddy's. Why did I say that? Because uh, I don't know who those are for anymore. Who want? Who's yeah. playing those? I'm not. Right. I don't know who plays. No, those. but I'm really excited about that time loop game. I think uh, that or the Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man game are the first first things I'm going to buy when I buy a uh, PS5 eventually. Yeah. Well, probably the pre-orders yesterday wave. broke the internet. Yeah. Nobody could get them, and it was yeah. I'm stupid. not. I'm not worried about getting it first. Yeah, anymore. I don't need I to think be I'm first. done with that. This generation is not the generation I'm getting anything first. But I'm really, I'm, I don't know. I'm more torn than usual because I think Microsoft's got a better value going with their plan. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But Sony has a couple of exclusives early on that are pretty rad. So I got to make a decision. I don't know what I'm going to mm -hmm. do. Uh, I've, anyway, I've been buying oh. PS uh, PlayStations since uh, '99. I've only had a, I've had an Xbox th Xbox 360, but my my infrastructure is all PS. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan is is dedicated to the brand, and it's okay. That's totally fine. There, and there'll be plenty of. People it's just like, like I've got all these digital games that I'll move over to the PS5 and have, you know, have you the ability know, to play right maybe. away. Maybe this is the problem. Maybe. They, they At least Avengers. Made... Avengers, I'll be able to if I'm not finished. With yeah, it they haven't made it very clear what will move yet. Which That's is true. a little bit of a bummer, whereas Microsoft said, yeah, all of it will move. So enjoy. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, there's, I have so many questions about this particular generation being a little bit strange. Digital versions of the consoles, services being a big thing, especially mm-hmm. on the Microsoft side. Like, we had a huge, deep, dark discuss—not dark discussion of this on Core last night. So I would recommend <laughs> listening to the Core podcast and hear what we said because there was a lot. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese. He wants to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> The organization of Chuck E. Cheese wants to Charles destroy... Charles Emerson Cheese. <laughs> Please step forward. Give us your full name. Uh, he, They, rather, want to destroy 7 billion prize tickets. Wow. So this is pretty crazy. This might qualify as a kid's wildest dream, says this article. A mountain of 7 billion Chuck E. Cheese prize tickets. It's enough paper to fill 65 shipping containers. That's how much of those little tickets there are. Yeah, that's enough. All that is enough to get one of those erasers. Yeah, you can get or a little spider ring. Those are cool. You get that yeah, a little plastic spider ring. With yeah, one leg bent. Everyone loves those. Um, anyway, it's enough uh, to fill those, each forty foot long, with tiny pieces of paper emblazoned with the image of the chain's mascot, a rat named Chuck. Anyway, was he a rat? I always thought he was a mouse. I, yeah, I thought he was a mouse too. Uh, you boy, you want a rat as your 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 pizza restaurant yeah. mascot? Yeah, why is this? Why is this just now coming to me that he's a rat? <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. He was a he was a mouse, right? No, yeah, he was but, a cheese. But the <laughs> he was a cheese, Scott. <laughs> but the whole I th- the whole idea of him liking che- I guess rats like cheese. I just always associate yeah. cheese with 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 mice. So I don't know. I don't right. know why I didn't know that. Never knew he was he was <laughs> he was a rat until no. today. My my Wydrin, M-Y-Y-D-R-Y-N, says, I'm sold. I remember to Showbiz Pizza. Now, Showbiz Pizza was a competing restaurant. I think that was the one that was launched by Nolan Bushnell, who you know founded Atari. Uh, other way around, I thought. Because I think Chuck Showbiz... E. Cheese was Nolan Bushnell? Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese was Nolan Bushnell. And then, and then um, Sh- Showbiz may have still been him, but it was later after he left Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, Because gotcha, it would, okay. they, that all broke off in a bad way or something. And then Showbiz Pizza... And Chuck E. Cheese, I think, maybe merged again eventually. Do I have that gotcha. right? Gotcha. Okay. I used to know all this about that because it was. Yeah, no, those were those were competing. Yeah, even Dystemus says I thought Showbiz was Chuck E. Cheese. No, they were competing for a while. Like there was a there was a strip mall in Inglewood, mm-hmm. or not strip mall, but like a uh, uh, a street in Inglewood where there was a Chuck E. Cheese, and less than a mile and a half away was a Showbiz Pizza, oh, wow. like competing competing animatronic uh business they, they were at each other's throats man yeah pretty There's sure some guy who's uh trying to assemble the rock of fire rock of fire explosion whatever their name is in his basement oh there it is uh yes he established atari incorporated and the chuck e cheese pizza so the but but what okay. i'm still convinced he had something to do with showbiz later he might have like when yeah if, if something got uh uh, some other company bought Chuck E. Cheese and and he sold it. He might have said, "You know what? I'm gonna go over here and make another one that's just like it. Yeah, make some more money." Animatronic other animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Weren't they also animals? They were animals at Showbiz, right? I think. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they definitely they they had to be animals, but I couldn't remember. I couldn't tell you what any of those animals were. Well, J.C. Calhoun, we know there's a way to look it up online, but we're doing a yeah. show. Yeah, that's what you guys are for. Yeah, that's your job. We're not sitting here pretending the internet doesn't exist. We're just, you know, let's. Yeah, we've already gotten accused of having the uh, the show called Two Old Guys Look Stuff Up on the Internet." Yeah, exactly. Okay, merged. So, yeah, Showbiz had a uh, Showbiz had a bear named Billy Bob. Oh my gosh, Billy Bob. The Showbiz. There it is. Okay, uh, it says here. 
Founded uh, 1980, March 3rd, 1980. Emerged into Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, was founded by Robert L. Block of Cre- uh, Creative Engineering. Zubba, zubba, zubba. Okay, so what that was is, what it looks like now is, okay, now this is starting to come to me. Nolan Bushnell was always accused of ripping off showbiz. Oh, now I understand gotcha. why, because okay. he actually, it sounds like he did. He ripped off the idea. <laughs> it sounds like he did, yes. Yeah, and so he stole the idea. It grew faster and did better. So then showbiz merged with Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese basically bought out showbiz and they merged together. And they may have run some separate restaurants for a while, but now all of it's gone. Which is now, kind of yeah. the, well, I think there is still a Chuck E. Cheese in Inglewood. Is there still? Really? You guys still have one? Yeah. Oh my God. I think we still have a Chuck E. Cheese for sure. Because I, uh, I thought they were And the Rocket Fire Explosion actually was a, was a showbiz pizza thing before it... Um, I, I, again, I would have credited that to Chuck E. Cheese, that there was a... Hmm. That rocket fire explosion was Chuck E. Cheese. Crazy. That's I always get the rocket fire explosion after I eat at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We used to take our kids, but uh, oh, I, I've told you the story. Taylor Taylor pronounced it uh, Chuck E. Jesus. So she would say, <laughs> "Dad, when are we going to Chuck E. Jesus again?" She always said that. We love that. Chuck E. Jesus. Chuck E. Awesome. Jesus. He's the second coming of Chuck E. Jesus. Anyway, uh, uh, soon enough, those tickets could be destroyed without ever getting into the eager pizza-stained hand of eatery, uh, the eatery's young customers. The chain, whose parent company filed for bankruptcy earlier this year, this week asked a bankruptcy court judge for permission to spend more than $2 million to purchase and destroy the tickets, which were printed before the bankruptcy happened in June, uh, filing, but was never delivered. Even before the pandemic, the chain was suffering, or excuse me, shifting to e-tickets, which reduced the wait time in the chain's 612 locations and cut overall costs associated with the tickets. That makes sense. Uh, with the COVID-19 panic or COVID-19 pandemic, the shift was accelerated to provide more contact-free service, but with the rapid shift, left suppliers stuck with a mountain of 7 billion printed tickets that Chuck E. Cheese no longer wants or needs. So now they got to destroy all that. What a waste of paper, dude. Yeah, no What kidding. a waste. Recycle it all into what? What do we want out of that? What do you want to use, Brian, later that you're like, Oh, this is made from recycled Chuck E. Cheese tickets. Chuck E. Cheese tickets. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, let's let's you know bring things full circle. Arcade cabinets for like uh, the one up uh, the one up brand arcade cabinets made from recycled Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, tickets. those are all particle board. They could use paper yeah, exactly. products. Exactly, they might as well. There's there's actually a Chuck E. Cheese much closer to me than I realized. There's one up in Superior, which is halfway to Boulder or, or two thirds of the way up to Boulder, and I kind of I kind of want to go there and and just like. Will they let you go there if you don't have a kid with you? Or is that creepy? <laughs> it's a little creepy. Like, like, uh, are you here for a birthday party? Nope, just here for the pizza. Yeah, <laughs> it's slightly, it's slightly creepy. Maybe I, I don't know. Now that you say it, I don't know either. But they do mm. open at eleven. I could go there for lunch today if I really wanted to. All right, I'm looking for locations here. Uh, wow, they've really, they've, they've, uh, they've remodeled. Chuck E. Cheese. He looks like um, a little bit like a rat version of Stuart Little from the uh, the animated movies. <laughs> and he's a mouse. So there's and, a problem. And Stuart Little's a mouse. That's why I said a rat version of Stuart Little. But oh, yeah, right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, by the way, we have one left. That's it. We used to have these go, scattered. All yeah. they were scattered all over the valley. We are known for tons of kids in this state and in Salt Lake City. And it mm-hmm. used to be every five feet there was a Chuck E. Cheese. Nolan Bushnell went to school here. Like. It's a local phenomenon at the time. We're down to one. Wow, we have six in the Denver metro area. Like between Denver and Fort Collins, 
six Damn. Chuck E. Cheeses left. Chuck E. Jesus's left. Chuck E. Jesus's. Um, let's see, where is this? Oh, it's over by that mall. I know where that is. Well, now I kind of want to go. Mm-hmm. Just to see what's up, you know? Yeah. Okay, now we're going to do a version of Terrence Trent Darby's Wishing Well. It's amazing. Hi, kids. So we'll see what they do. I want recycled into toilet paper. That's Oh, there you go. We're having a shortage of that, you know. Just... Soften it up a little bit, and it's basically on rolls already. It's just kind of a little thin. Don't, it's, little yeah, and it's perforated already, right? They have little perforations. Here's what you should do. They should merge like four rolls together so that they have the width of toilet paper. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah. it's still just tickets. Just shlink and go for it. I like it. All Perfect. right. Next up, speaking of food, McDonald's mm-hmm. in the news. Uh, they have this meal called the Travis Scott meal. Uh, uh, Brian, are you familiar with Travis Scott? Do you know who that is? I am. I am. Okay. Uh, just only really because of this and because it was a trivia question a couple of weeks ago. Okay, cool. He's also yes. uh, known recently-ish for um, showing up and doing a live concert in, uh, in uh, what's the game called? Fortnite. Fortnite, right, yes. Where he was all right. giant and huge stomping he around and stuff. He's a rap maker. He, he makes raps. Yeah. He's, He's a, a rapper rap man. Uh, it's a fusion of what they call traditional hip-hop, lo-fi, and ambient. Oh, I actually really? like, wow. I like okay. his music. It's pretty cool, actually. It's good stuff. Okay. Anyway, the Travis Scott meal is a thing McDonald's is doing, like a promotional meal. And it's so popular, it has caused a quarter-pounder shortage across the country. So if you wanted to go get a quarter really? pounder at your McDonald's, you might be screwed because Travis Scott has made it so everyone ate it already. Isn't the quarter pounder just made with the same quote unquote meat that the other <laughs> burgers are made from? Like, can't they just reshape, you know, well, if they're if they're out of quarter pounders, how come they're not out of hamburgers or Big Macs or. Right. Well, they're a different. OK, so here's the thing. This probably. Yeah. You may have asked and answered because the patties for a Big Mac are thinner and smaller. Sure, of The course. patties for their other burgers are, are different sh- sizes and different thicknesses. And then the Quarter Pounder is a thicker cut and it's also, I don't know, it's, it's just a Quarter Pound before, uh, pre-weight before cooking. Yeah, and it's a more beveled look and everything. I think this just proves that all of that stuff is pre-made. Yeah. There is nothing happening on the ground of fr- uh, in terms of like freshly there's no, made. There's no like, oh, well, let's hand shape a patty into a quarter pound, yep. stick yep. it on the grill. We have a customer who wants a quarter pounder. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I think they're in a big box and they're frozen. They come out like, like pucks and you yeah. just make the size but, that you have. But what I'm saying is at the factory, can't they just say, oh, okay, well, route some of the goo over to the quarter pounder machine because we're running low on quarter pounder patties. And- See, that's perfect net. That's what I would say. Like, yeah. aren't you, then aren't you, okay, so are you, if you're running low on quarter pounders, yeah, aren't you running low on everything then? Yeah, Brian's right. right. Brian's exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. That, that I'm not saying that, you know, anything's happening at the stores, but if they're running low on quarter pounders, just move some of the move some of the meat into the quarter pounder shaper machine, which is probably what they're doing. And the stores will just have a temporary shortage. That's what's going on. Yeah. I'm guessing it's not like the Popeyes. Do you think it's a? It almost feels like a manufactured shortage. A little bit, right? A little attention. bit. Attention. Just to sell. They said, "Oh, this worked for Popeyes to have a shortage. <laughs> it made people want it." It's a terrible mm. burger, but suddenly everyone wants it. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I actually kind of like a quarter pounder. But here's what yeah. I do. If I get a quarter pounder and bring it home, 
I take the lid off. I get no cheese, and I take the lid off, and I get uh, kimchi, and I drape it with kimchi, and then lid back on as to, uh, meaning the bun. And then I it almost eat sounds it. like you were going to say you made it healthier somehow, but it's oh, good. it's not definitely not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess sort of it is because you know, good pickled stuff is good for your guts. But sure, but you didn't take anything away. I mean, the cheese—you didn't get it with cheese, but yeah. you didn't take anything away. But yeah. we made the mistake one day. Uh, one day, when, <laughs> back in the early nineties, okay. we went with our friends Vicky and Jason, who were dating at the time and and are no longer dating, okay. but uh, no longer even speaking to each other. Jeez. But the four of us, Tina, me, J- uh, Jason, and Vicky, decided we were going to drive from Denver to Las Vegas because Jason has relatives who live out there. They were going to put us up in their house and uh, and we were going to go check out Las Vegas. And this was before I really had that love for Vegas that came in the in 1999, 2000 time. Oh, frame. wow. You were kind of virgin meat there. OK, I was exactly. I'd been there as a kid when mm-hmm. I was wasn't old enough to do anything there. This was the first going to be the first time I was there when I was old enough to actually gamble. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we we drive out there and on the way um, we decided to leave around. I guess after somebody got off work. So we left at about five or 6 PM. Yeah. So already kind of heading out there at night and decided, all right, well, let's grab some dinner. At the time, McDonald's had double quarter pounders with cheese. Mm-hmm. At the time I didn't have to, I had, I had metabolism. Yeah, you, had a, you had a functioning metabolism. I had then. a functioning <laughs> metabolism. Like me. I and had one so, too then. Yeah, it was great. so the four of us got double quarter pounders with cheese, fries, drinks, all that sort of thing. And, uh, Ate those in the car in the in the uh, the the forerunner on the way, yeah, and uh, and then listened to book four of the Dark Tower series halfway through because that's where Jason was in his listening uh, of the audiobook of the Dark Tower, whatever book was had just come out. He's, he was in the middle of listening to it, so we're listening to that okay. read by Stephen King. Already, it's like oh, it's the oh, worst when was, he does that. This is the worst thing ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get to about Grand Junction, and that's where the uh, that's where the double quarter pounders with cheese want to come back out. <laughs> and it's a matter of like, great, uh, four of us, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night. All that's available for public bathrooms are gas stations, mm-hmm. and we're gonna unleash the most foul uh, body waste mm-hmm. <laughs> into these <laughs> already disgusting bathrooms. It was it was horrendous. It's- it was. Uh, Sounds like a fun little trip, though. It was know. a, it was, it was a horrible trip. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun being there with Jason and Vicky until they started fighting about yeah. what a bonsai tree was. Dude, why is it that you and I have the exact same thing in the early '90s? We had a couple, <laughs> a friends that were a couple that yeah. fought all the time, and it was when they would fight. And we went to Vegas with them. We drove to oh, Vegas. Really? How in funny! Like, wow, nineteen ninety-four <laughs> or five. Like we drove to Vegas right and, around the same time. Yeah. yeah, and they and when they would they were fine when they weren't fighting, but when they would fight, my gosh, it was bad. And you just kind of sat there going, "I want to die. Get me out of this car. I hate this." <laughs> That's so funny right. that you guys had that too. Yeah, on the way back, it was uh, there was a big argument because um, one of the people we were staying with, one of Jason's relatives, was out doing something in the morning and we didn't get a chance to say goodbye before we had to leave those first thing in the morning. Yeah. And so one of the arguments with Vicky was, well, we didn't get to say goodbye to so-and-so. Well, that's all right. I'll, you know, we can, we can call and you can say goodbye. Yeah. Well, I just really wanted to say goodbye to them. And then they fought like all the way to, to freaking mesquite with that business. <laughs> and then, and then the mesquite, there was like a bonsai side of the road, bonsai tree sale uh-huh. thing. And 
And uh, she's like, oh, well, let's stop and get a bonsai. It's like, well, those aren't bonsais. They're really just like small trees that have been cut in shapes to yeah. look like bonsai trees. Yeah, they're ticky They still have big-ass leaves on them. Yeah. And she's like, no, I think any small tree is a bonsai. No, just Japanese trees. And then they fought about that all the way to like St. George. <laughs> I swear we lived parallel lives. Like <laughs> this was us too, and I can't say their names because I think one of them listens. But uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, they'll know I'm talking about them though. And they <laughs> and I have no problem telling them they were they were cats and dogs all the time because they were they were t- they were awful. That they're way. not they're not still together, right? They are still together. That's they the one still difference. Together. Yeah, okay. somehow they, they figure made their it. stuff out. They, no, not really. They still do this. They still do it. They've got like four grown kids, and I they just fought all the time, and we really liked oh them. They just. Yeah. There were these moments of just like, get us, Kim and I would just be like, oh my gosh, we're going to die. Can we just get out of here? We just gotta go. <laughs> uh, Tanner Goodman says yeah. he sent the uh, file we asked for what? already. Already? Holy cow. If that's true, I'm checking my email real quick. We're going to play it now on the yes. show. Yes. No. Here it is. The, pro- the products uh, thing. you got to download it. Hold on one moment, everybody. Okay. Just, uh, just In the meantime, a- while you're doing that, I'll tell you that the... Uh, um, the other drawback to the weekend was that we were there for like a four-day weekend, right? And we get there, and we're basically at the mercy of Jason, who's got the car. Yeah. And they didn't want to go to the strip ever. Like, they wanted to go to the strip once. And we went to uh, we went to the Mirage, and I'm like, Tina, I'm really tempted. Just say, leave us here. We'll buy a hotel room so that we can actually have some time hanging out on the strip. Otherwise, it was like... Back to the outskirts of Las Vegas where nothing's going on. Yeah, why would you go to Vegas if you're not going to go to the Strip? That's weird. Oh, it just wasn't, just wasn't the right thing. No, it bums me out. I love both of them. We're still good friends with both of them, but thank goodness they're not together anymore. Not together. Vicky over here, Jason over here. Jason over there. Yes. All right, here it is. The Tim Cook Products Combo created by our friend Tanner Goodman uh, just shortly ago. I don't know. I haven't checked this for volume or anything, so hopefully it's loud enough. Here we go. Okay. Products, 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 products. Tanner added a little funny one on the end. Well done. Well done. Yeah, well done, dude. Well done. Good job, Tanner. I'll go crank the volume on it a little because it's sending you something special for your birthday in a few days Tanner. <clears throat> yeah oh is it birthday in a couple of days his birthday is in a couple of days well, 21st des- i believe he deserves a good one okay yes. well a remote now- hug <laughs> yeah now that we've done that we gotta get windy in here but we're gonna do that after a break with a song uh brian has prepared it very carefully he's pulled it from the oven he'll now cut into it and mm. show us what he's made oh it's it's a little steam rising from it. It's great. Uh, let's go to uh, to a band called Circa Waves. They've actually teamed up with Alfie Templeman, a rising singer-songwriter, to release a brand new track called Lemonade, uh, courtesy of Prolifica, Inc. And big thanks to them and uh, Sally Hedberg uh, at uh, PIS for sending this over. Um, this is great. It's like um, uh, you're... you're, you're your definition of power pop, right? Some jangly guitars, some uh, great rhythm section. This is awesome. Here is the song Lemonade by Circa Waves and Alfie Templeman. All right. We'll be back in a second with Wendy and some good stuff. So stick around for that. We'll be right back. Sign up for money 
talk to you about our friends at blue chew that's right the sponsored episode is from blue chew blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda active ingredients as viagra and cialis Eh, that's something we could all use a little more of right now right you know what i mean you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed guys bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy. And they prepare and ship them right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness. And you don't need to leave the house. If you could benefit from where, I don't know, the confidence matters. Blue Chew is the fastest way to enhance your performance. Right now, 
We've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, blue like the color blue, Chew.com slash TMS. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Many Bothans died to bring you this information. This is the Morning Stream. back i adored that song <laughs> isn't that cool i loved it i want yeah. that circa, I want whatever circa they waves made. is the band circa waves i gotta write that circa down. waves circa. uh featuring alfie templeman alfie templeman i yeah. gotta look them up very very cool like modern psychedelic uh uh kind of pop just chill man i like it mm-hmm. i need more of that kind of music in my life yeah. uh all right Wendy, incoming, like a like a hot flash in the night. Yeah. She's heading in to yeah. say stuff. <laughs> Why does it say create a group? That's weird. Oh, okay. Oh, Discord, you changed the thing and didn't tell anyone. All right, that's fine. Anyway, Wendy will be here uh, shortly. Oh, there she is now. I hear her now. I hi. see her. Oh, hi. hi. How are you? <laughs> I guess I haven't heard you because you didn't. Uh, you just now said words. No, I sent you a text saying we were running a little late. Uh, we were still doing yeah, the song and stuff. Okay. But you're here now. How are you? What's going on? Good. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's intense that you're doing good. Hey, look at this, Wendy. We got a new uh, clip that we've captured uh, of oh, you. No. And uh, we played it last, or played at the top of the show, but I'm going to play it again uh, so that everyone can hear it. Here you go. So if you want to get a little urine cherry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. little urine cherry. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's uh, a flavor of uh, it's a flavor of vape juice, if I remember the context correctly. Yeah, you were talking about how it smelled like a combo of pea and cherry flavor. Yeah, it's the new uh, when you get a a snow cone. Tiger's blood used to be the cool one. Oh man, do you know how much I loved a Tiger's blood snow cone? One of my favorite things on this planet. And I can't do them anymore. It's too much sugar. I can't do it. Yeah, it is just pure sugar. sugar yeah, with a little ice. Sugar with some ice. Anyway, guess what? Sure. Summer's over. You're fine. Oh, you okay. Don't need to worry about that for another year. <laughs> oh, really? So once once summer's over, uh, back on the sugar. That's yeah, the, just get right back on it. Spend the whole winter just pounding it down. Get an A one C test in the spring. Find out I'm way <laughs> over again, and then do it all over again, Brian. Sure. That's sure. exactly right. Uh, anyway, Wendy's here. She always is on Thursdays to talk about the world of mental health. Oh, yes. She's a therapist. Doesn't just play one on TV or on the radio. She's actually one. And she helps real people with problems all the time. She donates a little time on Thursdays to talk to you about your problems. Sometimes topics. But today we got an email. Wendy, I'm going to go ahead and just read this. Are you ready for this? Please. Please read. All right. Here goes. My 14-year-old daughter. Uh, by the way, it's from somebody I'll keep anonymous. So, uh I don't know. They didn't say to, but we will. My 14-year-old daughter daughter started her first year in high school this year. That's a big deal. That's a big uh, big moment for anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. Though late due to the COVIDs, she had her school physical the other day. During the examination, the nurse told her she was going to ask some personal questions and asked if she wanted her mother to leave the room. 
She did. So my wife went out to wait in the car as the waiting room is closed for COVID reasons. A lot of COVID in here. Mm-hmm. After the appointment, while speaking to my daughter and going through the paperwork, we found the nurse had prescribed an antidepressant and added a request for counseling. This was not discussed with my wife and she was waiting as she was waiting in the car. We are open to my daughter seeking counseling, but feel uncomfortable with the nurse who has never met my daughter before and is feeling, um, filling our family doctor's shoes due to social distancing requirements and sheer volume of patients prescribing said drugs without the oversight and licensed physician present. The drug in question is escitalopram. Is that close? I probably got that. Mm-hmm. Pram. I would say pram at the end, but pretty close. Yeah, escitalopram. Yep, it's pram. Pram? Is it good. pram? Okay. Nice. Like pushing the pram, like the British do. They got the pram. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Where it comes from. Uh, <laughs> said thoughts and thanks. Uh, to me, I was a little alarmed by this email because I didn't think a right? school nurse could do this. Um, this so seems- real quick, he said nurse because there's nurses that can prescribe and those are APRNs typically. So there are. Uh, nurses that have prescribing power. So I'm assuming that's what that was. What's an APRM? Or, because a regular a regular nurse cannot do What's that. What's an APRM? Uh, uh, what is that? APRN. Oh. Uh, whatever it stands for. But it means they're, they can prescribe. So oh, that okay, okay. must sure. be it. sort of like a physician's assistant. Oh, okay. has similar Registered nurse. Yeah. yeah. AP, yeah. that's like an advanced placement registered nurse. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I knew, anyway, I knew, they, I knew physician's can. assistants could do it. I didn't know anybody yeah, yeah. with a nurse title. Similarly, thing. a nurse with that credentials can. Mm. So, okay. yes. It, and that, which is why they're having her see the, this nurse with that credential. You wouldn't have them see just maybe a regular nurse unless mm-hmm. it was just getting a vaccine or something that you... You know, nurses can do a lot of things, but they prescribe and they probably wouldn't be doing sort of that checkup. Anyway, right. so that's that's why, because if it was a regular nurse doing it, then something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming it's it's like having a physician's assistant. OK, that's the same level as that nurse. OK, anyway, that's not the problem here. <laughs> There's other problems here. Yeah. Um, well, one being that and how old was the kid again? Uh, first year of high school. So I best in 15 oh, or like 14. 14? Yeah. 14, 15. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty young to not have any kind of consultation or anything. Uh, usually interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's not having any parents. Where it's a tough situation from? because obviously the, the the daughter doesn't feel comfortable tell, talking yeah. about it with, yeah. Oh, man. This well, is here's so my problem with it. Let me back up. This is how it should have gone. Okay. This is how it should have gone. Okay, hey, we're chit-chatting. Okay, is there anything you want to talk about that maybe mom and dad not in the room would be good? Great. Okay, they leave. They're out in the car. You have a conversation. This kid is feeling depressed and having maybe some thoughts of harming themselves or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You give them a referral to um, go to counseling and that, you know, after having that conversation, if medication's necessary, then come back and we'll write your prescription do you tell the mom and dad? I mean, I mean, there's certain patient r- rights, um, and I don't know when they start age-wise. I feel like it's younger and younger every minute. I don't know. Mm. Um, so her obligation to tell the parents about that is, uh, it's questionable with a referral. It's, it's questionable at all, right? Like, I don't know if she has to, but to hand a kid a prescription, that mm-hmm. is, feels like a way big step beyond First of all, the kid does not know how to go get a prescription. <laughs> it's not right. going to happen. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So to this to not include the parents is a little bit weird. So I'm going to, speaking of COVID, I'm just throw that in the bucket of 
maybe they're trying to do some things because of COVID that normally would not be done. Meaning the mom would come in the room, they would have a discussion, there'd be a phone call, something, there would be some kind of, um, and it sounds like no one called the family either later, right? So you give this kid a prescription, what is she going to do with it? She's 14. That's not like realistic. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. I'm, I don't, no one needs to be thrown under any bus, but there really should be um, a conversation about a medication. That's, I feel like that's illegal, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it should not be your first line. And that's, here's, here's my general problem with this scenario is it's, you know, primary care and someone says they're depressed and they write a prescription in a half a second. That is so common. So despite her age, that's what's happening lots of places. Yeah. Sometimes that is a, is a good idea for somebody and it, it's fine. Maybe, blah, 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 or they're blah, 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 right? They're, it's not that it's the end of the world that they're involved in that kind of um, suggestion or whatever. But what ends up happening is that's the only psychiatric care someone will seek. And it's a family doctor whose like main gig is to work on the flu and broken bones or something. And so the the follow up it really depends on the physician as well. Some have more expertise and spend more time, but most of them are just handing out prescriptions for whatever the drug rep brought and dropped off. Mm, right, so, and this isn't even their regular doctor. No, yeah. right? This like, there's a, a lot a substitute teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even if it was their doctor, so she can she probably or probably had the right to prescribe whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but a psychotropic drug for a 14 year old should not be what you're doing when you're pinch hitting, right? Like that's inappropriate on many levels, but the the bigger picture is what are we doing medicating a kid before they've talked to anybody? Like Mm -hmm. that's no, uh -uh. Mm -hmm. it's not like blood pressure or thyroid or something that it's not like talking to someone doesn't make your thyroid better. Mm -hmm. But we do know talking a teenager, talking to someone about their thoughts and feelings are going to, change some stuff. So before we drug them, let's have a conversation. And again, if she's threatening her to harm herself or something like that, well, then there's protocols that lady was supposed to, that guy was supposed to follow. Right. So not a great primary care experience. I would, I would agree with that. No, I, and and this is um, some naivety on my part, but do pharmaceutical reps give doctors and, and, um, and AP and APRNs, uh, kickbacks if they prescribe a certain thing to their patients? Great like, is question. there, yeah, I think they well, give, they give free pizzas. I know that. And <laughs> well, I've seen the notepads and the, uh, the pens and the plushies yeah. and the tote bags, but I didn't know if there was actual, well, uh, they've done payola. some studies. Yeah. They've done some studies and that literally all it takes is for them to have a free lunch and they will tend to prescribe that thing more. So I don't think they need kickbacks. I just think it's how psychology works with a very busy doctor. Mm, You think of the last thing they have. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was fun with that pizza. By the way, would you like some of these drugs? (laughs) Yeah, try this. Well, and, and I think, I mean, that that's not great incentive generally. I mean, that's, that sounds lame, but if all it takes is a pizza, I'm not sure they need much more than that Mm -hmm. for it to be successful for them. I, I think a big part too, is if you have free samples, you can hand to somebody drugs are expensive. And Mm -hmm. if you don't like this, well, at least we can just try this trial. I mean, I've been in rooms where the doctor pulls out packs of five things and is like, well, 
you know, for birth control or something like, well, you just have all these. And I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have to pay for this for eight months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, it's appealing. Right. Samples, so in yeah. a lot of ways, like what is in the best interest of the patient? I know people are not, there are not doctors out there who are like, you know what, I'm going to spend my whole life studying and then be a brat about it. No, they want to do what's best, but they are, they, they want 17 seconds to talk to each person. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a good setup for especially for psychiatric care, right? Yeah. So they should be the first line that then refers to the p- people who are experts at it. That's what should be happening. Right. And right. it sounded like, you know, talking to a teenager privately is a- an important part of primary care because who knows what's going on at home or who knows what that kid feels comfortable saying. This is, this is what makes all this so delicate, right? And so for a kid to say all that, it's very brave. It's tricky. You think, oh, do I then go call the mom and tell her everything? Well, you know, it mm-hmm. feels what's, a little stuck. What's the age um, at uh, where that stuff is non-protected versus, you know, that something that the, the doctor then can say, okay, well, your daughter came to us and said that she's got these sorts of feelings and we need to address those. So where it, there's not the pint, uh, patient client or patient doctor confidentiality. Yeah. yeah. So that is 18 in most states. I, I'm not sure if anyone else, I'm not familiar with any states that are lower than 18, but that is mm-hmm. possible. I don't keep up on everyone's laws, okay. but um, 18 is the legal, the, the legal, of course, age. Here's where delicacy and the sort of nuance comes in is that if you're just going to blurt out to a parent who potentially is, you know, isn't a, a great <laughs> support system or mm. abusive or there's oh, other problems. Could be the cause of the problems. Exactly. Right. Right. So it's oh, very geez. delicate and, and difficult. And so, you know, they're in a bind for sure. Um, and it depends on what that, what the child said. If she just said, I can't talk to my parents or whatever, please don't tell them, please don't tell them, you know, mm-hmm. she's got to figure out what to do. Um, and how she did it was handed them, I mean, that's the thing that I'm not clear in the, like she came out to the car with a, with a prescription in her hand and an appointment for counseling. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the count, not not an appointment, but a a recommendation of a request for counseling. A request for counseling. Yeah. Which, which now had she come out with just that. Which should have been A before they got to. Yeah. Yeah. The pills are B. Like come out with the recommendation for counseling. Great. That seems like a reasonable thing to, to, to do. But to come out with both and then also not really know what happened in there. And I don't know. The whole thing just smells funky to me. Uh, just like me, it just smells like moving too fast. Yeah. And we got three million people to see. And here you go out the door um, and not really taking into consideration that there is no family member anywhere. Right. What are, What's the story? And it's not your patient. Right. So that's the other piece of like. All right, here's the quick fix. Take these two things, go out the door. And then, you know, maybe you don't have to come back if you decide you want to take the medicine, uh, blah, blah, blah. Could be that. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of doctor life nowadays anyway. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, just I'm going to write your prescription yeah. and hopefully you don't need it. But you know how much it costs for you to come back and get this? You know what I mean? There's There's yeah. some realities to how medicine is practiced that makes this a little tricky, which is why I always get on my, my soapbox about, you know, you, you don't go to your uh, tonsils removed. I don't know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they're, they're mm-hmm. meant to do a bunch of really good things and they're screeners for this type of thing. Um, but they should not be managing your psychiatric health if, um, and especially when you're a teenager, there's, 
there's some really good help out there and there's some really good stuff that's going to give this kid a good shot to deal with some of these feelings. And so you can't, you can't rely on your family doctor other than your family doctor knows you, cares about you, wants to make sure you get good stuff. So they'll, they'll work with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I just had so many experiences where people have been on stuff for years and have never talked to anyone. And it's like, what in the world? Yeah. It's kind of like just having half. And and we do know efficacy studies all show that, you know, the best treatment is both, right? Mm. So talk therapy and medication. And that's because you're hitting every dang base. There's all of the things covered, right? Yeah. If you got the chemical, the chemical stuff you're taking care of with the, with the pills, but you're doing all the cognitive slash you know, coming to grips with why and causality and all that. You could do the talk and help cope. That seems right. And in a way, I guess she gave her the keys to both, but kind of, and just said, do you know how to drive anyway? I gotta go. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. She's busy. And, and again, like this is where the parent. And so as far as, okay, that's annoying. That was, that was weird. I would definitely talk to my regular doctor about your experience next time you see him or talk to him of just like, is that how this goes? Was that okay? Uh, we, we were a little frustrated. Of course, we want to get her help. That was weird. Whatever, you know, if that's going to make you feel better. But then go go make an appointment for her, get her seen. You can let that therapist know or have her let them know that prescription. Um, because here's, here's the thing. You're 14 years old, and maybe you just need to talk about a couple things and to work on how... I mean, you're in literally the, I can't even think of a word, like firestorm of hormone nightmare land or something, right? (laughs) Like you're in all sorts of different places and your mood's probably changing all the time. And and so to just jump to the, here's a drug that's going to numb you out, right? Just feels so irresponsible. Um, And what is she going to just have that for first? Really? Is that where we're going to start? Can you tell I'm just bugged by the whole idea? It just drives me nuts. I know. And You've here's the thing. I am not against medication one right. bit. Mm-hmm. I am happy when, I mean, and here's the thing. It isn't, not everybody needs medication, but when you do, oh my gosh, it's the greatest thing on earth. Right. But the problem is if we want it fast and furious and just to be over with, and then we're going to be pilled for the rest of our lives. Like there are definitely better options. So they can... Be nervous because here's, here's, okay. All that said, that's kind of the other in me talking <laughs> and the, I hate how my industry works talking. Yeah. Um, but then let's go to the individual sort of feelings of the parents, right? That's a scary thing to have happen. Your kid goes in, says he wants to talk to someone by themselves and comes out with two prescriptions basically. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They, they didn't, he didn't quite say. He wants to get her help, but he doesn't, he doesn't say how he's about it. It's really easy to take whatever that feeling is and get caught up in, did that nurse, was that nurse ethical? (laughs) Right. Right, right. Because our own feelings are a little, maybe a little hurt, maybe a little scared, maybe unsure what this is about because she won't tell you. Um, I mean, it's a scary job raising teenagers. It Mm -hmm. really is. Mm -hmm. Because the yeah, world's a dumpster fire. If you think the world's a dumpster fire on the outside 2020, go on the inside <laughs> of the teenage world. It's a real dumpster fire. And it's up and down and hard. And, and you, you don't want to miss it, right? You don't want to 
minimize it or not get your kid help or, you know, all those things. So there's got to be some fear there. And, you know, that, that is, that is tricky. Well, one of so, the, one of the cases we often run into with, with emails like this and the chat rooms having a, sort of a sub conversation about this, but you know, we don't always get all the details from an email. We don't get full stories. We don't get as complete a picture as you would if Wendy was in her office with somebody sitting and, and explaining themselves over a number of sessions, right? Like it's, it's a very different thing to send us two paragraphs of text versus, you know, a session with somebody. So we can only go off what we know they're saying uh, or what they have said. And we can also talk about scenarios like, like you'll often say, now the one thing they don't tell us here is this, or what we didn't get in the email was maybe this is how, so we try to explore the periphery the best we can in kind of what if situations, but it's hard. Like, we can only take what they give. Like, for example, I'm not saying this is the case, but this emailer may have a bunch of information they're not sharing with us. I don't know. Like, maybe, oh. they, maybe they've had uh, other problems that they're not willing to disclose in the email, and this, this private meeting with this nurse slash practitioner person was super heavy, intense, with all sorts of baggage. And we're, we're just not being let in on the baggage. We don't know. So we can only work around what we have. I don't know why I'm well, mentioning that other than No, that's a great point. And I, and I want to add something that is just so common for us to, to do is we have our own, we project ourselves into one of those positions. Mm-hmm. So I'm, can, I can put myself in the position of the nurse. I can put myself in the position of the teenager or the parent. And it, all of us can do that. But guess what? We all have a preference. So mm-hmm. let me ask each of you, okay. which person do you project yourself into easily, most easily? In this scenario? Yeah. Like you can understand the kid or you can the understand parent, the I think actually, <laughs> I feel like I've got a weird take on this because my projection is even a little more different. Um, cause I had a doctor once who I went to and said, yeah, I got these weird tension headaches and, um, there's a lot going on at work. So it's probably a little bit of stress, but, um, just want to make sure everything's okay. And he prescribed some pills and that so. said, take three of these a day. In, on the bottle. And he told me that take three of these a day. It'll all be great. Call in if you need a refill or whatever. I didn't know what these things were. It was 2004. Mm-hmm. I'd never, I was so naive to this stuff. I should have called my sisters when I should have done. I don't know. Where yeah, you, you should have. Cause I would have screamed stop. Yeah. Where were you in, <laughs> where were you in 04, by the way, where were you living? I don't remember where you I had were. two little kids and you lived <laughs> I in, I think you were, are you here? Okay. Anyway, not that that was had anything to do with it. I just didn't know. I'm like, Oh, well they're the doctor. They know what they're doing. They so they gave know. me this yeah. thing. I'll take three of these a day. That was a huge mistake, gigantic mistake, and mm-hmm. ended up causing years and still some some stuff on the tail end of problems for me uh, that it's like I was already kind of a nervous, anxious person, but not really that bad. These things had a way of like taking a knife and opening me up and, and never quite that hole never quite sealed. <laughs> and uh and I and I ex- I experienced all of the extreme sort of tolerance withdrawal stuff that people describe. Uh, three a day was not the right thing to do. They're supposed to be when you need it and only then. It was for people with like chronic panic attacks and things like that. He was giving me these for headaches that he thought maybe were stress related, like way over prescribed. It's like saying my plant is dying. Here's the ocean. <laughs> Let's water it right. Right. Like it was just, it was the wrong call. And then I also screwed up toward the end of it when I realized what was causing all these problems for me. And I cold turkeyed 
and that just about killed me. It just about killed me. And when I say killed me, I mean like literally. And um, there's a lot of so, irony about how I so came out of the other side of that. it makes a lot of sense. You inject yourself into the, you're oh, just willy sure. really given you a, a thing. For so sure, because I, I see the situation, I go, oh, no, be careful, because I know what can happen here if somebody's just being flippant about prescriptions and you're being naive about what you're taking. This yeah. can go real bad. So that's where I'm at in the scenario. And I don't know if, if that makes me closer to the parent, closer to the kid, closer to the doctor. I don't know. But I have probably a, closer. <laughs> right. Well, you're hesitant about all the, the process because it, that same thing happened to you that was, you know, turned out so badly. Right. And myself, I can project myself into the, the clinician because, of course, I, I am one. No, I don't get to do the same things. I don't prescribe people medication. But you're hearing someone's stuff that they can't say in front of other people. That's my whole job. Mm -hmm. And and want them like so i don't think they're anyway just that idea of like anybody listening to this should ask themselves the same question like where are you putting yourself in this story and when you you consciously do it and you go to that thought you think oh yes <laughs> right because mm -hmm. it's because of my experience or because i've been hurt or because that sounds this or or, or that way you know mm -hmm. um and it does it is alarming on one hand because i i think about the many people who are just doing what their doctor has told them to do and it may not be in their best interest like yours situation mm -hmm. right right and yet how will they know this like this is not there isn't some class which there should be in high school that tells you like here's how you handle stuff, right yeah i most of ah crap Sounds yeah. like your Wi-Fi, you're losing Wi-Fi or something. Hold on a second. Uh, let me move this Did back. you pay your Wi-Fi bill? <laughs> oh, I might not have. Oh, no. Is it just fading? It's like, like going, it burr, burr, burr. Like yeah. It's just cutting out. It sounds like Wi-Fi. Like it someone goes watching and then Netflix it comes back, but it's like you, we lose every other word and stuff. And then, no, it just like, then I'll oh. stop. I'll just stop talking and you guys uh, finish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sound better now. Maybe it's because you were moving around or something. I don't know if you were moving around or not. I was not. I was. I was pontificating. I was looking at the ceiling, like I knew what I was saying. Yeah, <laughs> I do that a lot as well. So if they let, let me ask you this: if they went to, um, I mean, what would okay? Knowing what we know, which again is not the full picture, so we don't really know. But knowing what we know, sure. what would you do if you were this parent? Would you go to this self same nurse practitioner person and say? um whoa slow down whatever or you know fill me in on what's going on or you know i don't know like where where do you what do you mm -hmm. even do would i would uh yeah, that's a question like i don't know I'm what not. i would do i would probably I mean, could you you could easily go to the nurse and say um could you give me a referral to a, a licensed psychologist or, or psychotherapist or something like that and and maybe take that as the next step because they might be reluctant to give you the information if it's if it's um, you know as a minor. I guess we were saying that under eighteen. Yeah, I mean, you could demand it. I, yeah. I would never demand it though, because no. then you your kid the knows exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that's the case once they start therapy is that you could have access to all the records and you could demand to know everything, but mm -hmm. then clearly your kid needs to be in therapy because you have control problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but it's still scary. And you got to acknowledge that, that your, your, your kids growing up and, you know, they're moving further away from you and that can be scary. And they're telling people that things they won't tell you, you know, you gotta, you gotta check yourself there a little bit. That's hard. So Mm -hmm. I think what I would do, um, didn't they give, they gave her a referral to a therapist, right? Yeah, they got that. They walked, she walked out with a referral to a therapist and a prescription to whatever drug that is, that ectoplasm thing, whatever it is. I mean, I think what I would do is I would, I would see if I could get the nurse to call me back and I would just have a quick question about, Hey, is the plan here? What can you tell me a little bit what you were thinking? You don't have to tell me what um, you guys talked about. Um, But you know, I would, my preference is that we do the therapy route, but I'd like to know, understand your your take and see if she could share some professional reasons why this happened the way it did without sharing what the child had said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I go in knowing about confidentiality and knowing there's you're going to shut that teenager down forever if you break that. So that's really important not to do. Um, but it would be more about help me understand. I wasn't in the room and I was out in the car because of COVID. So a follow-up, like, can you just walk me through? Just like if someone prescribed me something for something else and I didn't understand it, you would call the doctor back and go, I don't know what you're having me do here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would just be to clarify. And then I would plan to take her to um, a therapist and then don't make that, don't fill that prescription. There's no need to do that until the therapist, ha- you have conversations with them. That's what uh, I would do. Yeah, I would do that too, I think. I mean, it's just a complicated thing. Uh, the one thing I would, I would be, I would be nervous to hear what's going on. Like I would, I would almost like as the parent, I'd be going, Oh, what couldn't she tell me? Yeah. Right. Like what happened? Did, you know? I, I imagine there's a lot of that that didn't come through in the email that that would be the first, yeah. obviously as parents, that would be the first thing that we'd be thinking like, Oh man, what did, you know, what do, what's going on in their lives that they don't feel comfortable enough to talk to me about? Yeah. Like, you're or what gonna, am I missing? Am yeah, I, and your yeah. imagination's right. going to get worse. It's going to go. Uh, what if it's an old weird Uncle Tony or whatever that did something strange? Or you know, I, I mean, all those things would start flooding in your mind as a parent. You'd be worried. You'd be nervous. Like I would just. Ugh, I hate this idea. I hate it. See, and and I have such a different take on that because I feel like I mean, it's like the cobbler's kids don't have shoes. I have really tried not to have that situation, and so. I've, I've sent two of my kids to therapy when they were younger and they flip and loved it and bragged all the time to their friends. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, when Pete was born and his guts were outside and it really stressed some of my kids out. And so they just had great experiences. And I have perpetually said, Hey guys, when do you want to start therapy? Like yeah. I talk about it enough and they know what I do and they know why I do it that, you know, at least I've broken stigma in one house in the whole world. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to the point where, like, just let me know, or things are rough or something. I'm like, hey, if you ever want to talk to someone that's not me and dad, because, you know, we don't always get it and we're annoying and la la la. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of preventative stuff, maybe, that, that I have done, maybe for that very reason. I don't know. But I, but I can see that's not most people. And usually it just shows up like this at a 14 or 15 or 16 year old who talks to a professional who suddenly goes, ooh, your kid needs, you know, because that's part of it. They're going to ask questions whenever your kids are alone in any of those settings. They're going to be asked about abuse. They're going to be asked about, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my doctor's office, they ask if the kids are going hungry. They ask if they need a ride to get medical care. I mean, there's a lot of poverty based questions they ask to mm-hmm. check on how people are really doing. And I am so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But it does mean that sometimes really good families and 
good kids and good stuff means we're going to detect some problems that that we should be grateful we're detecting early. Yeah. Because this kid may go in and be like, it's hard to be in ninth grade. And sometimes my mom doesn't understand. And awesome. Or it's much more and we're going to catch it early enough to really help her. And so I, it's, it, it came across wrong. I wish she had just said, here's a referral to a therapist. And if medication, if we need to help with that, let us know. But mm-hmm. not, I, I just think that feels, that part feels pretty invasive. Like, here's a drug when, but that's how family practice tends to be, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's also just as a, I don't know, it, it illustrates my my biggest concern with current medical care, which is, um, you know, as much as as much as we think a private medical system is, or some people think it's the way to go, because you get the attention that you wouldn't get from a national healthcare service, and we're not going to get into that whole argument here, but but the, the that idea has never been true for me. Like it's always a very cold sort of impersonal experience, and. Once in a while, you'll find somebody, right? And then we go, oh, man, I really trust that doctor. He's really done great things for me. For me, it's Dr. Harrison, amazing doctor I found at a freaking clinic after I was looking around for a while, found the guy. Sadly, he's moving back to New Jersey where his original practice was, so I'm, I'm super bummed about that. But this guy really knew his stuff, really paid attention. You could tell he was listening to what I was saying. He wasn't throwing prescriptions at me. Um, just an awesome dude. And uh, I feel like that's just the rare thing now. Like, it's just rare. Most of it's just like in and out. All right, you're in, you're out. And now where the healthcare system is kind of buckled a little bit because of overwhelmed, you know, being overwhelmed by cases of COVID and, and other complicated yeah. stuff, it's even more of a like, get in, get out, get in, get out. And I don't know if there's, you know, there's no way to fix that overnight, but we got to think about that too. And I, I like, I, not to throw a little bomb onto that pile. <laughs> um, I've now lived in two countries with, um, universal healthcare, and I will tell you what, <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> Wait, it where was awesome. the other one? You were in Sweden, but what was the other one? England, and I oh, have yeah, spent yeah. most of my adult life avoiding going to doctors because I have to a ten thousand dollar copay. So my kids are going to need some therapy about their medical lives because I'm like, are you dying? No, okay, we're not going to the doctor. Yeah, there's because definitely it's, it's a grand. weird thing. It's yeah. Like, ridiculous don't Yesterday, even get started my, right now my if i go to the hospital for something it's it's a 6500 dollar copay yeah um and kim told me that the other day and it was like this reminder of oh i better just make sure i don't never ever have anything never to... do that and then yeah. the other the other thing is taylor so when kim and i were pregnant with her with her back in 94 when she was born um they uh the, but the, i think we paid out of pocket like 250 bucks for it and today for her to be out of pocket with in theory way better insurance than we had at the time she's out of pocket five grand for a kid so if they have another one another five grand at a minimum that's with no complications no nothing else that's just the that's just the out-of-pocket copay stuff remember Um, peter was $40,000? Yeah. Wow. Peter, yeah. for those who are like, with took his, a double take. His, when we uh, heard hamburgers, about Peter. Uh, with his hamburgers on the outside. Or or his his hot dogs, hot dogs out on yeah, the outside. His yeah, his cocktail weenie bag on the outside. Right. It was so gross. <laughs> and it was really weird. I've, I've, if you've listened to the show long enough, you'll remember when we first talked about this, but um, I never, you know what's funny? I'm sorry to be all over the place, but it, it, it never occurred to me what that visual and that condition would do to your other kids. Oh yeah, I didn't think yeah. about that. Like they, it's they didn't see it like very... we did. We're like, oh boy, I'm sure glad modern science exists because we can take care of the guts on the outside now. 
but for your for his siblings they must have been oh my gosh what is what is even happening yeah, it was freaky. And it yeah. was like they got to see a picture of him and he had a bag of sausages outside of his stomach. And so, like, we probably shouldn't have showed him that picture. <laughs> <laughs> so it's our fault, yeah, but we paid you. for it in therapy. It's sure, fine. Sure. Why not? But that's for 40 grand is a very expensive bag of sausages, is all I'm saying. Yeah. And I, I have a tally on the fridge uh, every time how much he owes me money. And I just, <laughs> like, he does a chore, I take a dollar off. Just kidding. Uh, no, it's so it's, uh, it's no joke. And when fifty percent of your bankruptcies in your country are medical, then you're doing great. Yeah, Yay, America! We gotta, we gotta do I have to say that. this: uh, Elliot split his head open in well, we lived in Sweden. He got a big old some kid came around a corner, he fell backwards and hit his head, cracked it open. Mm. And we go in Sweden, they stitch it up. And then when we were done, we were like, "What do we do now?" Like, do we hug you? Do we thank you? Do we give you a tip? It was the most <laughs> foreign experience to be like, right. sure. they're like, nobody's ya. changing hands. How do we, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It was so weird. And they just looked at, and we thanked them like profusely, like they were doing us the biggest favor because it did. It felt like you're giving us free help. <laughs> it was bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, I'll tell you, you should try it once in your life before you think you know anything. So well, people who are really opposed to it has my experience has been they they've never lived there. They don't have any idea. And no. that's and that's fine because, hey, still an opportunity to to, mm. to figure it out and find out what happens. Like people that get. OK, this is going to get me in trouble. Do it. Do it. <laughs> despite what hasn't, though? despite my typical sort of. Well, once again, here's Scott being fiscally conservative, socially liberal. But uh, the way I see it is this people who complain that, Oh my gosh, are you telling me that I'll pay 20% taxes just to give, to have healthcare? That's I'll never do that. This is a better system where I'm already paying almost 30% of my income for my insurance plus co-pays <laughs> plus deductibles, plus all the other stuff that gets added on. Like we're bad at this. We are shitty at this. And you can yeah. email me and tell me how wrong I am. And you can tell me that this is leftist thinking all you want. But I'm telling you right now. <laughs> the numbers we, don't lie. We are doing it wrong. The numbers are bad. And I didn't know about that 50% bankruptcy thing. That's makes sense though, right? Like that's, that's why everyone's used Go, GoFundMe's. I know people who are just like, I broke my leg. It's going to cost me 10 grand because my insurance sucks. I need to do a GoFundMe to pay for it. Like that's bad. Our national healthcare system is GoFundMe.com. It's really, bad. It really is. It's really bad. <laughs> Send your emails to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, they can email me. They will, and it's fine. But yeah. whatever. Those people are never gonna. So I have a question for those people, real quick. So whoever's planning to email Scott, go for it. We totally give you full permission. Yeah. Um, I want to know what your like. What's happened to you? You know what I mean? Like. Just like when I said, hey, who's which role can you stick yourself in? Can you see yourself as the prescriber? Can you see yourself as the teenager? Can you see yourself as the parent? Mm -hmm. Like in this equation of of the medical system, put yourself like, where are you? Are you the patient? Are you the doctor who wants to keep his millions? Are you, the, you know, like where, where do you, and, and sometimes those are made up places you put yourself, but yeah. I think that's a really important question for each of us to ask sometimes is like on any side of any debate or question where are you putting yourself and why and and that sound i don't mean that to be derogatory at all like what happened to you but i, I genuinely 
ask that. Like, what happened to you? I think it's just team and loyalty. I think that that's usually what it boils down to. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say that's true of everybody. Obviously not. But I think there's a team loyalty problem in this country that affects everything. So if your team is, your team has its litany of things, and some of them are being these days decided in real time. Oh, are masks a political issue? Okay, well, how does my side feel? Oh, that no masks or definitely masks. Like suddenly you're picking your mask decision based on your team decision. And mm-hmm. that it's those team alliances and those loyalties in that direction that I think are the problem. And, it, and the fact that this country really only supports two of them. Uh, is, yeah, is, that is our biggest problem. We yeah. need a parliamentary system so desperately. But uh Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's my my assignment to those who are going to email Scott. I'd like you in the email to include your team. Either. Team no, man. not team. Not your team. I want you to include. <laughs> I want you to include a traumatic memory that is making you so angry about this. <laughs> so, for <laughs> example, has to be one. <laughs> there's got to be a reason you're so mad that you're willing yeah. to take the time to do that, to, to write to Scott, who guess what? You're not going to change his mind. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, um, you're not going to do, I mean, I, what usually happens, I get two kinds of emails. I get people who actually really want to have a conversation. I always find those enlightening. I learn things I didn't think about. They maybe learn some things they didn't think about. Like, it's great. That's what I like. And that's, there are, anyone's always ever forever welcome to do it. Um, I love those. It's the ones that call and go, I can no longer listen to your show because you mentioned one time that you like this one thing and now I'm out and they don't even want to talk about it. Um, that I don't, care for so if you're planning on that just save yourself the time and the ones and zeros and go do something else like, <laughs> that's right like if you really want to have a conversation listening. you don't need to tell us you're gonna stop listening and we even understand. if you strongly sad to lose you but yeah. yeah but even if you strongly disagree with me i'm all for talking let's talk about it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. whatever it may be um because like i've said before and this is true even this morning i was checking emails just to make sure there was nothing for the show that was pressing and i got one calling me a right-wing idiot because wow. I mentioned I like Romney or something. And then another one right <laughs> Where behind Where have they it. been the last uh, 10 years, right? Yeah. And then one Romney's right behind that. Romney's a little that. old here. Well, he's... Romney's, I guess he's still your senator, right? Yeah, oh, <laughs> I yeah. forgot. Yeah, he's, 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 the, he's the only senator I like. <laughs> and I mean on both sides. I really like <laughs> Romney. But that's a whole other problem. And I'm going to probably get more emails going, I can't believe you like Romney. And that's fine. It's, there's, and then right behind that was an email saying that I'm a lefty. So it's already people are hearing what they want to hear and they build their own narrative or whatever. If you're going to email me, though, don't make it your freaking little soapbox exit interview. Tell me if you're going to do that, just just go ahead and go or stay if it's the other way. But my point is, if you really want if you really feel strongly about this stuff, let's talk about it. It's fine. I'm happy to talk about it. I will have big, long discussions with people about whatever they want to say. It's not a problem. But I can tell when you're being genuine. I can tell when you're actually coming in good faith. And I can tell when you're not. So come in good faith. I'll be here to receive you in good faith. And we'll all have a big bowl of hot good faith. I just want them to have a tiny... And you too. Your insight. You already shared what your insight is. You've had doctors that have not been helpful in your life. Right? Mm -hmm. And, And so then to claim that our system's so amazing because we get the best healthcare in the world. When you have not had that experience all the time, that's going to influence your experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you've, and then what's theirs? Like, have they only had magical healthcare their whole life and only low co-paids and it's all been wonderful? My guess is not, that's not real. Mm. And yet if they have, and they think someone's coming to get that now that makes sense why they are like, no way. 
No way are you coming to get this awesome thing I have. So mm-hmm. I understand that. So anyway, it's just like being just a little bit aware of like, how has my experience informed my opinion here? So for example, when you put a mask on, it's annoying. And like when you read about people on planes just acting stupid about masks, mm-hmm. I sat on a plane for three hours with a mask on. It was, I, there was a part of me that thought, oh, I can see why they don't want to do this. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> like, this sucks. And yeah. so if you took just enough of that uncomfortableness, plus now I got a lot of reasons to be real mad about this or whatever. Like you can just find there's always something that we've each been through. And, you know, that that's informed so much of our stuff. So all I'm asking for is a little self introspection. Okay, go. Yeah, there you go. This is seems like the common thread in everything we ever talk about. Look at your own stuff and then, mm-hmm. you know, be honest about it. Sometimes it's hard to be. Like I was, yeah. I was, I was remarking yesterday that you know people have dumb, old, tired stereotypes about people in Utah. Everyone's got multiple wives. You can't drink caffeine, or you'll go to jail, or you know all this dumb, stupid stuff that has been around forever. Uh, it, it annoys me. But on the other hand, I make fun of Florida man constantly. <laughs> well. I'm kind of doing it, aren't I? Like, I, it's so easy. Have you easy. ever lived there? You don't even know. I don't even know. I really don't. <laughs> like, no, but I've hear, been there. But we hear all the stories. Right. How can you we not make that assumption? <laughs> I found out something. I I was telling my friend lives there, and I said, what is the deal with your state? She's like, hey, look what I Googled in Minnesota. I'm like, okay, back yeah. it up. <laughs> but here was her point. This is something I didn't know. They have a law in Florida that they, the, the sort of that public terrible information gets released very quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas other states, they keep it private for certain periods of time or it's not as easily accessible. So that's why they're more open. They're mm-hmm. not any more crazy, you guys. Yeah. They just have that, a law that allows other, us to right. laugh at them. And that's the stuff you never see when you come at stuff with your own stuff and you don't see it. Like your glasses yeah. are fogged. You don't see that aspect because you didn't dig further. You didn't ask more questions. And I'm, I'm trying to, at this stage of my life, be more cognizant of when I'm doing it because we all do it to some level and it's okay to admit that you do it. Y'all do it. We all do it. We have our own biases. We have our own whatevers and they inform a lot of what our first knee reactions are, knee jerk reactions are or knee reactions. Why not? Give you a little freaky scientific uh, percentage here that our basically the cerebral cortex takes 90% of what it already knows about something and only 10% new information in a new situation. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which is why racism is rampant, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because it's yeah. going to only take what you've already known or what you've already thought or you've already, and then we only have room for 10%. Like, oh man. Well, that's why you can see such a generational difference. Like when yeah, people don't know this, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but Kim's grandfather, so just one generation removed, he was a, whatever they call the local top dude in the KKK group in dragon master yeah i forgot what it is it's not grand dragon because that's like of the whole thing oh, i don't okay. know how art organized it is but it's like one of these sub sub groups and they, and he was in charge of that one in that part of mississippi and like you can't get more racist than running your own chapter of the kkk they burn right. crosses <laughs> on people's lawns like this is her grandfather who's long dead and was a million years old when i met kim and barely alive but uh just one generation later Kim doesn't, she exhibits zero racism. Like she has none of it in her and she's disgusted by that past and she hates it. Mm-hmm. And there's all a bunch of irony around that too, because they did, they did some 
some uh, family history stuff and found out that Kim on her dad's side, going all the way back to Jefferson, has uh, 116th African-American uh, blood. Like she's she's got she's got a little sister in her, if you know what I'm saying. All right. That's what I'm getting at. And <laughs> and it's great because she has amazing skin and never sunburns. And I wish I was her because I just burn and turn into a lobster man and then we'll probably die of skin cancer one day. But um, not her because she has amazing skin. Anyway, the point is like that, that truth about the whole family line. And that was his side of the family, mind you, that he had this history and that, that his form of racism, which was just basically you're black and you're terrible. We're white and we're better. I mean, it was, a, it was as cut and dry as that. Take out all the socioeconomic stuff. Take all the other weird layers we put on it today. It was just purely you're black and not, not good enough. Um, the whole while. Got a little bit in his own in his own veins, pumping through that heart of his, and here we are, a generation later, and it's removed. Well, why? Well, because he his brain was at a place where that ten percent of new information was never going to penetrate the ninety. And Kim grew up in a way that her ninety is free of it, and so her ten percent is adding to an already decent ninety on that front. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I'm probably she's going to be mad that I told that story. Cause she's not proud of that history at all. Like at all. And her, her mom and dad are not like that at all. Her mom's a little bit like accidentally racist. Kind of like, you know how dad used to call, he used to call black people coloreds, but he, but he never did it in a way that we were like dad, or it sounded bad. Right. right, right. It was it like when he called the Koreans to be chinks. derogatory. It was just how, it's just how he did it. Ignorant as he would say. Ig- ignorant. Yeah. My dad would say ignorant. the word ignorant, <laughs> but he, but he came from a time where they all talked like that. And so it was hard for him to shake that. And, we don't do that. So I guess over time, things get better. History's a rising road, all that stuff. It just doesn't feel like it right now. <laughs> you know, it just feels mm-hmm. like things are weird and they are. And there's a lot of systematic stuff we got to work on. And all that stuff is true. I guess what I'm saying is I don't Sen's know. got an email. <laughs> uh, send me an email and we can talk about it if you disagree with anything I just said. Okay. Because we went from my kid got prescribed <laughs> right exactly yes it's been a long road oh, don't, try to, don't try to follow the train track it's, we always it's windy. yeah we always it's run a windy road yeah someone someone in the chat says they thought kim was latina nope she's uh definitely not uh, but that's funny she gets that a lot kim has great skin you never know this in the winter she just has normal skin i in the winter look like a polar bear Mm-hmm. even like the gross polar bears that get like pee all over them like that kind of pale yellow looking polar bear like that's yeah. me and then summer comes around and kim goes into a beautiful golden brown all summer it's amazing she looks great i on the other hand just Pink. look like a pockmarked nightmare it's just <laughs> bad so scandinavian skin for the win i guess or for the loss actually in this case for the loss it's scandinavian mixed with the english overlords that's what's happened yeah exactly <laughs> and all they ate was like because scandinavians and... have beautiful skin weirdly oh, that's weirdly. true well they're beautiful people right yeah i just bl- I blame the brits <laughs> yeah always blame the brits uh speaking of the brits no not really this is not a transition wendy has a website called realsteps.org where you can go even if you are british and sign up for uh, cool stuff check it out you can read all about it I know you guys are kind of in between stuff right now, but uh, always are. a good link to have. Indy Wendy, yes. Indy Wendy, anything else you want to mention, Wendy? No, <laughs> no but I would love, uh, <laughs> I want to throw in one more top. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. Hey, sign up at Real Steps. We'll send you an email with updates coming up pretty soon. November is our next round. 
It's going to be like, you're going to be healthy all the way up till Thanksgiving dinner. Whoa, it's going to be amazing. That's great. I yeah. You're going to feel life. good. We have a book club. We're currently going um, on the a little side book club that is so much fun to, we're all reading the same book about eating and it is, it's some life changing stuff. So it's really fun. So nice. join us, send me an email if you have questions. Um, we'd love to have you. There you go. Uh, it's Wendy Dunford. Have a fantastic week and Thanks. we'll see you next time. There goes my sister. Watch her as she goes. <laughs> All right, Brian, we have come to the she end of the show once again because that's what we do and we play this. Fan service! Time for a little fan service. This one for Tim. Uh, he actually wrote can service, but I think he's yeah. a fan. Fred and can service. All right, good. <laughs> that service comes out on Mondays. Good luck. Um, he says, hey, I have a buddy from work who has his own podcast, an actual black guy podcaster. He drives a Cadillac and everything, he says. It's called Black Nerd Radio on iTunes and anywhere else you want to get it. Uh, so just search for Black Nerd Radio on uh, your your podcast app of choice and you'll find it. And keep in mind that he drives a Cadillac and everything. <laughs> and everything. And everything. Oh, I want to know what everything is. Now I need to go listen. <laughs> I need to go listen. Um, if you've got a thing that you're doing, a cool project, side project, show you make, whatever, and you want us to do a quick mention like uh, Tim did here, let us know. Uh, send an email to themorningstream at gmail.com and I'll talk about it on the show. And if some of you are like, hey, I sent that in. Where's mine? Uh, we're backlogged. We're just, we're, we'll get to them. We just have a lot. So don't worry. We'll get mm -hmm. to your thing. So hopefully it's the thing that you do that doesn't have a deadline that is like in the next couple of days. You know what I mean? Like don't give us deadline things. Give us. Yeah. yeah. Give, we'll us, give us active concerns. That's right. Right? Like they used to say, ah, here in Japan, I own a fish concern. You know? <laughs> We would just call that a fish farm, but over there they call it a fish concern. Right, it's a concern. Yes. I love that term. I wish we would use that I have many more. concerns. Yeah, I need to speak to my friend. He just started his own insurance concern. Instead of company, let's go with concerns. I like it. Anyway, uh, Brian, I, get, I think that's it. Do you have anything else you want to add to any of this? Uh, no, just that I've got to pee. I'm going to do that during the song. Unfortunately, it's a short song, but you're going to have to right. pee during the song. That's so all good. I disappear. Lots of pee. Pee is good. <laughs> Uh, reminder that you can support us at patreon.com slash TMS, which by the way, doing so will get you a bonus show this week, Friday through uh, 3 30 PM. That's tomorrow. That's right. There'll be an episode of TMS PM. Dan will be with us. Lots of cool Yay! stuff to talk about. So come back. I'll have a new board game to talk about with, uh, Dan that oh. should arrive by the time he comes on. Oh, fantastic. Yes. I don't, I, I'm going to wait and be, I don't want to be spoiled. Don't tell you me. You will be surprised. I'm not going to tell you. Even right. if you ask me, I'm not going to tell you. Hey, Brian, Beg what's, me. what's, I the, tell what's you. the board game? Tell me what the board game is. It's uh oh, it's called, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> it's for two to four players and takes about 30 minutes. See, he and it's held got an instruction word. manual the size of a, uh, uh, a Dallas phone book. Oh, I'm screwed then. I'm screwed. <laughs> There's no way I'm playing that. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for being here. Frogpants.com slash TMS is our website. And if you want to email us once again, that is themorningstream at gmail.com. All right, let's play a request. What do you got? Sure. Annie, who goes by Jana268 in the tadpole, says, my daughter is turning seven on September 17th. She's very excited for her birthday. She would be ecstatic to hear her name on a podcast. Uh, oh, there it is. Lizzie. So I want to wish a very happy birthday to my daughter, Lizzie. Lizzie, happy birthday. Happy from birthday, us. Lizzie. She's becoming such a great young lady. She loves all things princess. So any Disney princess song would be great. Thanks. Uh, any Disney songs, especially Frozen and the new Aladdin movie. 
Um, boy, what do you? Uh, oh, look, she's even in the chat room. There's Jaina two sixty eight. Happy birthday! Uh, Tell uh, Lizzie happy birthday for that's us. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, well, I don't have any of those, so I decided to go with uh, silver chair. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Silver chair is going to become the new joke. Like you know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, of course, I've got Disney covers, and I've even got a cover that I haven't played before. This comes to us from Aladdin. Now, I don't know if it's in the new Aladdin movie, but it's certainly in the old animated Aladdin, Aladdin movie, um, but not this version. Here's a version by the band Stellar Cart, kind of uh, rock punking it up. Here's a whole new world from Stellar Cart. I can show you the world, shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? I can open your eyes, take you wonder by wonder, over sideways and under on a magic carpet ride. A whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. No one to tell us no, or where to go, or say we're only dreaming. of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com oh look over there three fat people